not tend to take a lot of advice from men, even the most successful men, because I do not think it is applicable to women and mothers in particular. Listening to the diary of a CEO with Casey Neistat. They talk a lot about how he became a father at a very young age. He was like 15 years old. After breaking up with his then girlfriend at the time and the mother of his child at 17 or 18 years old, he moved from wherever they were in Connecticut and he moved to New York. He talks about how that journey required him to be fearless, to have risk, but he was willing to kind of do the gritty stuff. He slept on somebody's couch. He lived in a halfway house. Like he was willing to do the stuff that sucks to find success. He keeps talking about that, how he was just like willing to do it. The whole time I'm listening thinking, Where's your kid? None of these things are possible with a two-year-old baby. You can't sleep on somebody else's couch with your two-year-old baby. You can't stay out till 4 a.m. with your two-year-old baby. And the whole time I'm thinking, this kid is probably with his mom, raising him essentially on her own. And this is not to say that Casey's not a good dad, because I don't know. He doesn't talk about it. And that is why I can't take his advice. I want to know what happened there. If it were a mother telling that story, you would know what she did for childcare, how you, she paid for everything. Men tell these stories. And it's not even a question. Women, when they tell those stories, even if it's handled, even if it's some sort of social assistance, even if it's a village that's helping her out, they yeah. have to tell the story and men don't. I've heard so many stories where a man's key to success was moving a million fucking miles away from his partner and baby and never thinking about them motherfuckers again. Move to a new place with $20 in my pocket and it's like, bro, where's your kid? that ain't got nothing to do with me baby i'm trying to i'm trying to make it you know what I'm, saying? I'm trying to make it in america and it's like it's a red flag the new york city government sending billions to a police mm. force but also saying that they can't fund libraries that is egregious to me because mm. in the context of a city a city that's not allowed to deficit spend when you send money somewhere else you you are 100 percent taking money away from another program so when i see cities funding their police departments like that and not funding things that are driven to like make people better people you know overall and have access to better shit like libraries are like that resonates mm. with me and that makes me angry Big facts. immensely well said That might be a great time to introduce the podcast, though. Am I am I doing that? You are, yeah. Yeah, I was I was not tracking to that. Yeah, I was waiting on you. I was like, yeah, because you was ramping up with the speech. I was like, oh, this is clean. You said you're taking you're taking from the poor and you're using it to fund a, a military police state. You take and this is waving the red yeah, man, flag. Man, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't tracking to that. So yeah, welcome to waving the red flag, the number one um, anarchist and social leftist podcast. In at least this part of the solar system, I don't know about the universe. Yeah. Um, I'm this sure quadrant there are lots for sure. Yeah, this quadrant, this this soul sector. Tonight, you've got me, Alvin. You've got um, Edward, Edward Button over there. Um, Josh is currently not with us. Do we know what he's up to? Yeah, man. I, I heard he was outside in like a, a mobile library. In fact, trying to get people signed up for cards. You know, just making sure that he's paying it forward. That's good for him, man. Giving back you to know, the community. Reading the kids, the you know. Way. You know, he's got like corduroy out there, you know, just like oh. serenading them with that voice, you know. Mm. His his drag persona is actually like top fucking tier. I've seen him perform a couple times. Yeah. Great reading progress for the kids. One hundred percent. Yeah. So um what are we getting into other than library and fiscal, local and federal government conversation? It's all you all right. pick. Yeah, friendship deal breakers. Cool. Do you have any? Like, well, well, yeah, play it. Do I? Yeah. Wait, why, 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 why do you ask that? You seem just putting it out there for, for everybody. Like I've known you a very long time. You seem like outside of, and even any outside of maybe, but I'm even including like some circumstances where like that is happening. You've navigated that pretty well. Outside. Friends who change their behavior in front of men. No. That's also a massive deal breaker. Like in, in whatever gender arrangement is appropriate, like applies to a given person. That's definitely weirdo behavior. I don't know, man. You got to be a bit more specific with that one because I think it's nuanced to that one too, man. Like I don't been around you. Oh, you I don't been around you with other people, man. You didn't. You you don't be you don't be acting like a young Harry Belafonte when it's just me, you, and Josh talking, and then you get around, you know. 
back in the day, you start, you know, playing this Don Juan DeMarco type shit. Hey, 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 you know what I'm saying? I'm mini, I'm mini man. I got lots of facets, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not changing up. I'm just rotating, baby. It's like a diamond, you know? That's actually pretty good. I let that me shine. Good. We should get that shit on a shirt. <laughs> that, no, okay, first of all, one, I have been, am, and continue to be on fuck shit in various situations. So, like, it's possible you should, that just, you, I'm you bad. Should, you should also get that on a fucking t-shirt for it. <laughs> 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 so it, that that statement that. <laughs> that statement with that delivery may be the funniest shit you've ever said <laughs> good good well it's 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 how i feel and i think that sometimes the the diagnosis <laughs> is just <laughs> the diagnosis is just maybe i'm bad you know what i mean so if i'm switching up then I'm, maybe i'm just a bad person which is true and i would say that's not that's not a that's not good friendship material but two also that's in a different context because like I think, you say that i was switching up even back then i think i think the switch up i think the switch up conversation has to involve the nuance that the switch up has to be in a way that's detrimental to to the that's other per, to, to the other person De- to their relationship specifically devaluing yeah i don't think there's exactly. anything wrong with like being like hey look i'm we're fishing i put on a fisherman's hat that's just what we're doing you know what i'm saying i'm not throwing you in the water as bait i'm just you know i put on my attire for this particular situation which is yeah, precisely, I think, fine. Yeah, and I think that's where like a lot of people like lose it. And I think, and and to to harken back to one of your references before, I think the Drewski skit actually showcases that um, pretty well. Um, damn, when Drewski hits, he really does hit, man. Like, he don't. Yeah, he's he he really is a, he a modern philosopher. Like Simon he, Sinek is cool, but Drewski is actually maybe more highly ranked. Man, that's observing human behavior. Like legitimately, man. Like I was telling people, he did his homework on that shit when he was talking about um, fucking Atlanta in like the mid two thousands, and he came out and he was doing the Rico and shit. I was like, that shit felt like fucking two thousand eight. Like I, I watched that and I was like, am I fucking like, you know, a, a young? Is, where is again? he from? He from Gwinnett. He from he from Metro. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's he's. Yeah, because I mean, really. I guess that's just a talent of really all comedians and writers, which is just being able to like kind of observe and distill this little aspect of, cause also he kind of does like such a, it, it's kind of like a, a micro pocket of reality. Like he's not observing all of reality. It's like very specific circumstances. Micro, yeah, yeah. Little micro observations of like black people from the age of like 18 to 40 It's kind of, here are these little things, you know, here's mm-hmm. what dating is like or friendship is like or a house party is like. And, you know, during this era and yeah, well done. Yeah. Giving him his flowers. I, I hope he, you know, I'm sure I'm sure he'll I mean, he's already massive, but I'm sure there's. Oh, yeah. He's you know, got fucking Google movies and, and books shit, and you know shit. I mean? in his, like, yeah. In his future. I bet he'll write the fuck out of a, a, a book or some shit like that. I, I agree. And and but bringing it back home, I do think that that particular skit that you referenced showcases the situation where like it wouldn't be okay if somebody's switching up in there they're behaving in a way that is detrimental to you in that in that social circumstance is is unacceptable but i do think that you hit the nail right on the head where yeah like people act differently in different circumstances so what like cool Mm. yeah but the switching up around women or switching up around men thing definitely have observed that when you start you start trying to son or daughter your your friends that shit is is that's a problem that's weirdo behavior but do you do you feel like how much do you feel like you switch up across like context between friends between work between you know when you're around women etc in current state never like i'd say like pre like i'd say pre like 25 like i definitely i definitely seen you switch into like uh, yes, that's and that's not game mode for hundred percent. I've hundred percent seen you switch into like, oh, okay, we we gonna start being a little bit smooth talking exactly, jokes exactly, out here. Exactly, mode. exactly. So like that's one hundred percent like a thing, but it's like in current state, not really. My word choice changes, as I say all the time. Like I don't like I'm not throwing nigga out in the middle of meetings at work, for example. Not on purpose, at least. Yeah, it's happened twice mistakenly, but like they kept it moving, man. It was cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's actually hilarious. I so said the third quarter, you niggas will observe in the in the upper. No man, I said I said some, I said I was saying wild shit like um last week, man. What? I said some. I, it was like um I said in the meantime, in between time, in the in the middle of a fucking meeting, and it was like, 
<laughs> they were like, what the f-? Uh, I mean, you know, honestly, that seems like a zip it up and zip it out situation. Like that, that sounds like the kind of thing that could easily switch into corporate lingo, if that makes sense. Yeah, man, I'm on the vanguard of that shit. Like when, when that becomes the new corporate buzzword along with synergies and big yeah, data, yeah, yeah. you can. In you the can meantime me. and in between time, as we juxtapose our various stakeholders into the future, you heard me? that's what this brand is about <laughs> it's just a match steve jobs i think it could work because they, yeah, they're constantly borrowing the lingo and shit so but yeah but yeah again like even like there were even points where um i was behaved dif- i was behaving differently across friend groups because i had friend groups that are so like drastically yes. different at some point of course, yeah. but i would think that as i've gotten older my friend groups have now kind of converged to a point where like i don't even mm. have to do that anymore um or like or like um also, like society has kind of moved a little bit, right? So, like, there was at one point where, like, my anime and comic book group was different than like my like these are the niggas I talk to sports with group, right? But now, like, hmm. my niggas that I talk sports with group are now like super into comic books and watch like you know Jujutsu Kaisen and shit. So, like, it's kind of everything's kind of converged pretty nicely. So, I don't really do that anymore. Hmm. But you are correct, and I can think of specific contexts where I've like done that, you know, out with you. Um, but that's the old me. I can't be here responsible for that anymore. <laughs> that's the old body. Don't worry about it. All right, let's see what else we got. You got you got athlete apologizes for asking woman to get an abortion. I'm assuming that's referring to the Anthony Edwards situation. I don't know his, his name, but I think I would assume so. Yeah, I'm I'm following that one pretty closely. It was actually fucking, oh, is that is that okay? You probably released, know more. He than released me a about statement. Yeah, like he released. Oh, a I remember. I remember the apology. I man, I'm. I don't see the issue. That seems like I don't know. How do you have that? That seems like a that doesn't seem like a like a horrific fucking thing. I think I think like I don't want to have a baby with you. Can we not do that? Is like such a reasonable fucking thing to say. I think he was super reasonable in the beginning, and I think that he was like you know when he's like let's handle this like grown ups. I was like okay cool. Like he's on some yeah he's on some grown man shit. Like I like I get that. Scoop that I shit think, out, baby. I, I think. I think once she like expressed her apprehensions to it, I think I would have kind of chilled out with like the LOLs and shit. I think that's probably the only thing I would have done differently. Like I would have like been a bit more sensitive like, to yeah to that. Um, so I do think that initially I think he was handling it the way like a real nigga would handle it, and then I think that like once like she kind of went into some details about some stuff, I think I would have shifted my tone substantially, and he didn't. Yeah. I th- I think that though that there's like I don't know like and maybe maybe I misread the tone but they were acting like he was like a predator for what he was saying no and I'm like, no like that at no. worst he's a dickhead like j- okay sure you you have a trauma around abortion you have you had a da 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 sensitivity is one hundred percent a requisite in that interaction and exactly the way that you said but one that doesn't now obligate me to have a fucking baby with you like so he doesn't have to like no longer stand his ground because of the fact that she does have a reasonable emotional consideration around this shit. Now, obviously legally speaking, and as it should be, it ultimately the, like the whole uh, final decision just lies with her, but for him to be like, yeah, cool. That sucks. I'm, I'm sad that I still don't want to have this baby with you. And I still would really prefer that you abort that shit is like a pretty reasonable stance. Worst case scenario. He's a dickhead who should have been more emotionally sensitive, but like anything beyond that is just, yeah, and Seems I don't like, and I don't think, me. and I don't think he's getting like widespread backlash for this kind of situation. Okay. Like this, is, like this isn't something that like even the league is even like addressing. Oh, okay, right? okay. Like he's okay, like he's you. still playing. Like he's not. He apologized like he fucked up, and I'm like, okay. I think yeah. I think I, again. I think that the level of insensitivity that his tone stated, I I would have apologized for that, right? Like I would have I would have one hundred percent and I think he should have apologized for his tone again after she shared her history, what she's been through. I think that's a very like poignant subject to go into in that circumstance. But I agree with you. I think that like if that's not what he wanted, I think he was I think he's fine to hold his ground. I think he's fine to continue to be matter of fact in regards to that point, but I think he could have been a little bit more sensitive. And then it's also like once I do think that also the matter of factness could have continued because after a certain point it was very clear that this has now become like a business transaction, right? 
Like that's they're, talk, the other thing. they're talking like, about, and, they're and, talking and, about the yeah. money. They're talking about the lawyers. And it's like, once you get to that point, it's like, what, what, like, what else do you want? Like we've now made this from an emotional, like, situation to a business transaction so i'm going to handle it as such is how i view that but i could be viewing it wrong to to bring it back around so so maybe maybe playing the other side here who brought up the money her or him i forget this because i think that colors how i want to interpret that because if she brought it up i think no no he he brought up he brought up proof like okay. that, that, he, that was when he's that was that was pre the the now infamous like send the video that was before that where he was like you know like send me the box like are you doing this like are you doing this and she was like i've held up my end of the bargain i ain't got my shit like you asking me for shit like where's mine is how i recall that but i could again this was now like what three weeks ago <laughs> You know, the internet moves fast. Um, oh, at some point, they start talking about attorneys because she says, I send you what you ask and then it's fuck me. You're going to just ignore me now? And he says, my attorney's going to handle it. And then yeah. she says, you said because, we were going to handle it ourselves. And then when I do my part, you turn. Your attorney hasn't even responded. Just yes. do what you said you would do. I did my part. So it sounds like somewhere this happened off yeah, because, of the context. And it seems like it seems happened. like right before that one, that was when he was asking her to like, Send pictures of like the pill box and like all that kind of to stuff. Prove it, yeah, yeah. If like I recall correctly, all reasonable. And she was, and she was like, "I did all that. Where's mm. my, where's you know, where's my money? What's the next steps?" So, oh, I, again, right, right, right. So right, again, at this it. point, at this point, it feels very much like we're in business transaction mode. So now, at this point, yeah, I'm treated like a business transaction. I'm being matter of fact at this point. Which I'm kind of like, okay. So part of my feeling is like. We can't act like we don't live in an economy where emo- like where money is used as a proxy for every fucking thing, right? Like if, you're, if your child gets run over by a fucking car, they give you money. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like some kind of pain, they give you money. Not yeah. because money is a replacement for anything, but money makes, money makes everything better for the most part. If you are in a extreme emotional distress because you've lost a child or seen something horrific or whatever – being able to not go to work and just relax and go see a movie and have an ice cream cone, which all which costs money, that helps. So if you're like, look, I don't want to have this fucking abortion. It's going to be physically traumatizing, physically taxing on my body. Uh, it means the end of this relationship, whatever it was. I know we weren't necessarily girlfriend and boyfriend, but it, 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 whatever this thing was going to be is fucking over. All of that is sad. I don't want to do that. And then the other person says, "Would you do it for? Would you do it for a Klondike bar?" And they go, well, "Yeah, fuck a hundred thousand dollars. I absolutely would." And I think that's a decision that everybody makes every single day. That like that's what employment is. So I'm not going to necessarily look at her crazy transactional, like strip the emotional impact just because she was like, money would make this better. Because you, I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna make her feel better. So he can pay for something though. So which I think I can kind of see that. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. So and then it's also like I mean, yeah, I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, and, and also just like starting, you know, because I feel like we're very distal. To the situation so let's let's get more proximal okay yeah, yeah yeah i think i think extremely highly of anthony edwards anthony edwards is the best basketball player to come from the city of atlanta since dwight howard and i say that as a terms of skill as a athlete or something else yes i mean what what okay. else would i be talking about if i'm talking about his oh I, maybe you admired him as a person is what i thought you were saying no no i mean because because again like there are very few basketball players from the city of atlanta over you know the last okay. like 30 years right and again a lot of people you know I'll, I'll even i'll even include you know lou williams in this lou williams is not from atlanta lou williams is from fucking you know south Gwinnett or whatever but um you know jalen brown is from marietta but if you're looking at like even all of those anthony edwards is better than them in my opinion but if you strictly want to go to the city you're talking about dwight howard you're talking about Derek favors you're talking about anthony edwards anthony edwards i think you know extremely highly of him as a basketball player thero high school product west side of atlanta Think highly of him. Huge contract. You got to be more careful, young man. Like you got, like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta mm. be more careful, my nigga. Like, come on, with your seed or with something else? Why would it be with something else? Well, I don't <laughs> what, know because it, maybe, maybe you thought maybe you were talking about his handling of this situation. Specifically don't even put yourself in them situations. Like, don't even put yourself in them situations yeah. if you're not ready for a child. Which he said, like, then be more careful. I agree. I agree. I agree. Because I'm assuming this was not a broken condom situation. This was nutting the fuck off in a stranger situation, which is crazy. That's the number one. That's I mean, look, we got to raise our sons better because I swear that was a thing that was instilled in me early. 
like before before me getting pussy was even really like a, a actual <laughs> problem bro don't get nobody pregnant my mom's gonna fuck your me. whole life up my mom's will kick at me 12 out of the house i was afraid of that, that shit. shit at 10 my mom would kick me out of the house with that shit she would say some shit God, like damn. she would be like i can i can remember this piece like the shit was yesterday oh shit you know she was like she was like, you know, it's 10, you know, it's summertime, whatever. She was like, you ain't going to be sitting in this house or whatever. Go do something. I don't give a fuck what it is. Do something. She was like, don't get arrested because I'm not going to come get mm. you. She was like, don't get no girl pregnant because I'm not going to help you take care of it. And she was like, if you're going to be somewhere late where Marta don't run, you probably should just mm. stay there because I'm not going to come get you. <laughs> that was that was the speech. So like, I and I'm like, mom, I'm, I'm like, mom, I'm 10. Did you say mom, I'm 10? Yeah. I'm like, I'm fucking 10. That's crazy. We had that. 10, 10 was a pivotal age for me. I said that shit to her a lot during those days. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. Like, 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 nigga, I am. Mom, I am, I am prepubescent. I am I 10. am a fucking fifth grader or whatever grade that is. Yeah. So, like, very similar Fourth to grade. you, man. It was like, man, like, come on now. And, and then, like, it's also, like, I guess on some level, if that's what he want to do, like, he kind of got the money to, like, play them kind of games. You know, like it ain't gonna impact him the same way like it would impact the regular nigga. You know, like of course, a child. of course, he, but, he's kind of already into a career, so I think he can. I think once you're wealthy, oh damn, yo, I fuck, I should have shared this other one that I think was interesting and related to this. It's a it's a video where a woman says she doesn't take advice from men about. I'll show it to you in a second, but finish it for you. Yeah, like so he can so he can effectively do whatever he wants and still be like straight. But I'm just saying, like if you're actively in these situations and saying like, you know, I don't want kids, like. Hey man, you probably should handle it. Probably should probably should control what you can control, you know, directly. But you know, that's just me. No, I agree. And but I mean, I think also like for me, for me, I tend to think of like a a child is going to just completely derail a bunch of aspects of your life. But when you're already kind of like a successful career person, you can and also you, and also like I can tell you really ain't got to handle that shit. Like, and also like you got to face don't don't take care of his babies. You know what I'm saying? You just. You have money and you you and also it off on your on you know you got to think about the fact that like this is not like oh oh like a successful person like this is not like a lawyer this is not like blue face money this is probably like Anthony Edwards is probably worth like four times five times as much as blue face off of one contract oh, you know what I mean shit like, oh well then this yeah, is like, you don't even have to worry about this this is, this is like I mean, this is like a young man with that's gonna be that's gonna get like multiple hundred million dollar contracts you know what I mean like. Yeah, so he's living a different type he's, of life than we this were is, this at whatever a, that yeah, age is. Like this that's is a whole a, different situation. Yeah, this ain't this ain't this ain't you know a nigga that's like got a good job. This ain't like a regional manager at Home Depot kind of situation. This ain't. <laughs> he don't have a reasonable career. This motherfucker is he's made. He's done. He's, he's got his money. Rel- relative to the population, he's wealthy. You know what I mean? Like he ain't Bill Gates or whatever. But like almost nobody will see the kind of money this nigga seen. Okay. Well then yeah, that's you gotta okay, so I'm 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 gonna toss this video up now, which I think is another like just good piggyback slash like context on this shit. That was tripping me out. I do not tend to take a lot of advice from men, even the most successful men. And I mean advice in the form of self help books, podcasts with successful men or just men in general. I tend to take their advice with a grain of salt because I do not think it is applicable to women and mothers in particular. And I was reminded of this listening to the diary of a CEO with Casey Neistat. I was really hung up on this fact that they talk a lot about how he became a father at a very young age. He was like 15 years old and he had his first kid. After breaking up with his then girlfriend at the time and the mother of his child at 17 or 18 years old, he moved from wherever they were in Connecticut and he moved to New York. He talks about how that journey required him to be fearless, to have risk. He persevered, he was patient, but he was willing to kind of do the gritty stuff. He slept on somebody's couch. He lived in a halfway house. Like he lived in a home with 10 other people, like whatever it might be. Like he was willing to do the stuff that sucks to find success. He was willing to grind it out and to be very patient and to really persevere. He keeps talking about that, how he was just like willing to do it. And the whole time I'm listening, thinking, where's your kid? None of these things are possible with a two-year-old baby. You can't sleep on somebody else's couch with your two-year-old baby. You can't stay out till 4 a.m. with your two-year-old baby. You can't live in a halfway house like that with a two-year-old baby because he claims he bribed his way into it. Like, And he's talking about how he doesn't have money for a taxi or anything like that. And, and the whole time I'm thinking, where's this kid? This kid is probably with his mom. 
This kid is with his mom probably 90% of the time. She's probably doing 90% of the work, paying for 90% of the things, and raising him essentially on her own. And this is not to say that Casey's not a good dad, that he didn't participate financially or at all, because I don't know. He doesn't talk about it. And that is why I can't take his advice. I want to know what happened there. If it were a mother telling that story, you would know what she did for childcare, how you, she paid for everything. That's actually, I'm, I'm a, that is just a, that bit is such a good fucking point that it's not even like, you necessarily are a deadbeat, but I don't think any woman with a child is telling a story of her of her come out, come up that doesn't involve her kid. Yes, I even think. even if it's handled Where, yeah. like, and that, and I think that's yeah, the even brief. if it wasn't an issue. That's that's the point be, that I think is how I handled it. Yeah, that's the most poignant point of what what she said. Right, it's men tell these stories, and it's not even a question. Whereas women, when they tell those stories, even if it's handled, even if it's, you know, some sort of social assistance, even if it's a village that's helping her out, even if it's family, you know, any any sort of situation like that, they yeah. have to tell the story. Right. And men don't. Men get the benefit of the doubt on that. That was that was very good. Yeah, yeah. that's that. I, I, I was like, damn, because I was as I was listening to her tell the story, I was like, OK, that's crazy as fuck. But then I realized I've heard that story a bunch of fucking times. And I think there's also like a white person equivalent to this. And there's, then there's probably also other like, you know, for every type of privilege, yeah. straight, whatever, you know, kind of privilege, blah, blah, blah. But I was thinking I've heard so many stories where a man's key to success was moving a million fucking miles away from his partner and baby and never thinking about them motherfuckers again. Like that was the key to he, he talks about pulling himself by his bootstraps. And I was doing what I had to do. And I moved to a new place with $20 in my pocket. And it's like, bro, where's your kid? Where's the mother of your children? that ain't got nothing to do with me baby i'm trying to i'm trying to make it you know what I'm, saying? I'm trying to make it in america and it's like this is such an insane fucking story you literally a bet like i've i've heard a guy who was relatively successful mm -hmm. you listen to his story about how he made it and it's like bro you abandoned your partner and your children to go live in another place with better opportunities you didn't send money. You barely fucking yeah. supported, but you feel no real shame about any of that. And like, and this is integral to your story, like outsourcing yeah. the the labor of like child rearing to a third party without even thanking them. It's not even like, and the way that I did this was by abandoning my children and my wife. You know, my partner took care of them. It's just like, yeah. So I had a I had a baby, and then I started hustling. Like, <laughs> you, what happened to the story? Yeah, and I think, and I think like there's a there's a way. That, that makes sense right so i know like there are a lot of like people that i work with and it's like oh you know i had to you know this is where the work was you know there's not you know mm. a super abundance of like well-playing jobs in say like eastern kentucky for example right like you know people have to go to where the job is but that's an active conversation sure. they're sending money back like i had people who were like oh you're i was moving your family with you you're moving like, your family with you if your family part wants, of your story yeah if your family doesn't want to move for whatever reason like because that has happened before based on like land ownership and like that kind of stuff and mm. and like when they were you know traveling to other places they were basically living Kids a are in school or whatever they, they're they're yeah. living a vagabond lifestyle right it was like their family's yeah. home like comfortable in a house right. on their land and like they're in like fucking, and they're sending like, back money they're sending back money and they're living in like fucking yeah. you know hostels and like showering in truck stops or sure. sleeping on beaches like that kind of shit you know what i mean like like i've heard yeah. story i've heard stories where like that's that's what's going on well that's what's going on but to to your point though you hear way more stories where it's just outright abandonment or it never mm. gets addressed at all. Right. Where like, you don't even know what the backstory is. Like, did they have a conversation with their family? Was this like a plan? Did you have like a timeline on like when it was going to be like this or like how you were going to like support despite the fact that you did were you not going to be this? there. Exactly. Like, mm. and that, that I'm, tr I'm struggling to think of like any of these like podcast bros that like have done that. You know what I mean? Like, it's usually a story where like, it's not discussed at all is I think the most common aspect of it. And to the point of the, the woman that you highlighted is that that would never happen for a woman. Like a woman would be expected to have some sort of conversation about it. Bare minimum. Yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> she can't get on a podcast and be like, yeah, so at 17, I had a baby. Then I started hustling and I just got rich. Bitch, where'd the baby go? <laughs> like nobody's, nobody's glazing over that the way that the way they do in general. But also, I mean, I don't even know if, if people are letting like Casey Neistat get away with it, but just the fact that they can like it comes back to the things that we talked about, like emotional labor in the household and blah, 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 blah. Just the way you can like not think 
about it's one thing to, it's one thing to be a deadbeat dad it's another thing to not realize that you are like to tell a story where you think this is a story about hustling and it's actually just a story about how you left another person with a decision y'all made together to figure their shit out while you just lived a whole other kind of story as if this shit didn't matter to you telling that story as as a as a hustle story of, you know, I pulled it from the mud and you know what I'm saying? How to make it in America, pursuit of happiness. And it's like, and, that, and, and that's actually what I was thinking about, man. It's like, you can do that grind set kind of shit in a way that involves your kid. And I'm thinking of the absolutely. pursuit of happiness guy. Women, women do it all the time. Literally. Like, yeah, like, like well, literally well, women do it all the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm always surprised that because you know what the other interesting thing is the dude that I'm talking about with his, his wife ended up or like partner, or like the mother of his children, she ended up more successful than him. Mm-hmm. It's like, she which means she was hustling more harder and more effective than him while having like a third of the necess- of the like mental bandwidth to do it which that to me is just like i'm always kind of like astounded so, at what people are capable of doing because i can't imagine like hustling with any amount of so children. that makes you hustle harder right because you know you got them kids right there with you right you know it's like it's like, you know, sometimes I'd be so tired. You know, I'm just saying, man, it's like sometimes, you know, my rent comes in and it's you one number. And it's okay. like, <laughs> you know, I tell my I tell my landlord to raise that to make me hustle harder. You know what I'm saying? It's the same. Exactly. Thing. It's you just the same need more thing, challenging. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. It's like Rock Lee with the fucking things on his ankles. Yeah, 100 percent. You, you got to OK. I feel you know, you, I you know some, sometimes I'm I tip, samurai. Sometimes I tip the credit card companies when like I pay. Right. You know, I just got <laughs> sure to make sure they know. That like they not you go out, to. they not gonna discount my hustle. So when she was putting herself in that situation, when I got my COVID, COVID booster, I told him to, to to prick me twice. You know what I'm saying? Just so I can, just so I can feel alive. You know what I'm saying? I gotta feel that pain. You know? I told I him, I told him to, to give me, I told him to give me a half dose. You know? Because I wanted my body to fight exactly. it on its own. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted some protection. You really for other people? You I wanted, yeah. I wanted some protection for other people, but for me personally, but for me, I wanted my nah, body nah, to you work hard yourself. That. Yeah, I wanted to yeah. grind through that Child myself. Muck shit. Yeah, one hundred percent. I feel that strength. You know what I'm saying? The strength mm-hmm. is in the journey. You know what I'm saying? That's real shit. Yes, yeah, 100%. Real shit. All right, cool. Um, She's a 10, but she bench presses more than you. That's this. No. No. Nah. That's a two. Uh, uh. You, so you, you, date, you have no issue with dating a woman who could bench press more than you? Nope. Absolutely not. Have you, has that ever, have you ever gotten close to that? No. So how... What are you basing that like lack of of a problem with? So it's like so it's the, it's the same thing that I say with um and I know a lot of people disagree because I know I, I explicitly stated this on I think one of the ones with suburban boys on here because they're taller. I don't I don't care if a woman is taller than me, for example, right? Because that mm-hmm. doesn't that doesn't automatically make me short. Like I'm still like a societally tall person just because the person that I'm with in that scenario is taller than me doesn't doesn't make me short so it's the same thing with like a bench press thing like if she bench presses more than me like i don't give a shit like that doesn't make me a weak person just because she's doing that like so i'm putting it in the frame of reference of 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 that kind of logic okay so here's my issue slash question there's lots of things that you're like cool with like we talked about on the podcast like you're you know your 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 self-esteem is like screwed on upside down so it's like you'd be secure about shit that is like how did you get there that's fair enough. I guess my question is, would you also assert that a person shouldn't have an issue with that? Not just that you yourself personally don't, but that a that a given person should not. I think that's a fair question. I don't know if I've thought about that. Um I think now in the midst of thinking of it, I would say yes. I would lean toward yes, Which, they shouldn't have a problem with that. Okay, see, so that's where I disagree cuz you know, you you're obviously you're entitled to be okay with whatever you're okay with. That's cool. Yeah. Um but for me, I would say no, I probably wouldn't. It would depend, but I probably wouldn't. And one, maybe it's not, it's not just bench press. It's really more like, would I date a woman who was like substantially physically stronger than me? And I probably wouldn't. This goes back to conversations we've had about gender and all this kind of shit. Because I feel like people, I feel like men and women both just like have an issue with one another's gender-based preferences. And they are preferences or, or deal breakers, whatever. And I think there's not an issue with that. Like when women say, I want a tall man. Or like if a girl who's like four, you know, 4'11 says she wants to date somebody who's 6'4". I don't think that's an issue unless she's shitting on the existence of short men or saying like, oh, short men are uh, blah, that kind of thing. Then I have an issue with that. But if you're going, no, this is what I want because... In relationships, we pick partners based on, in part, 
how we want to feel relative to them. It's not about like how you feel relative to society. It's like, if you're a woman, you maybe want to feel protected. You want to feel small. You want to feel feminine in a way that to you is embodied by like smallness relative to your partner. And so you find bigness in your partner attractive. And the same thing can be true about men in the, in the opposite direction. And I feel like there's just no issue with that. So it's like, no, I want to be this, like, I'm not the strongest motherfucker on earth, but I want to be the strong part. You know what I'm saying? Or if a woman is like, I don't, wouldn't want to date a man with like over luxurious hair. Cause I want to be the, the pretty partner. Yeah. I don't think that there's a, there's an issue with that. I think, I think there is an issue with that because like, even okay. like even putting it in the context of that, right? Like somebody being able to bench press more than you doesn't necessarily equate to you not being able to protect or you not being like a strong partner like that's basically my point and you can no, you can the apply- strong partner not a strong partner the strong partner you can you can you can be the, you can be the strong partner and bench and bench press less right for 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 example right i say this all the time and this is more of a jokey joke kind of thing but i say that you're like a ninja right like i'm stronger than you like i can defend i can definitively mm-hmm. say that because i know how how strong i am and i know you don't lift weights but like i would never fight you like you probably beat somebody ass in the streets like that don't mean just because i'm strong and you don't necessarily mean that like you like 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 strength, like strength is relative, right? Strength is is multiple. Okay, so things. we talk, we talking like you know the viper versus the mountain type shit, but yeah. we know who won that fight. So let's be real. Really, the viper really won, bro. He he wasn't talking. He shit, got close. Man. He wasn't talking. If he, he wasn't talking close. shit, that shit was over. That shit was done. Yeah, also, yeah, the mountain was done. died. It was done. Also, the mountain died. That's true. <laughs> That's true. He didn't really lose. They but he didn't really win. They both lost. That's a fair point. So it's like you know, like in those situations, I think when you look at like the practicality of it, I think it's a little bit more flexible than people tend to want it to be. And I think that that even goes to like women with these like online height preferences too, right? Oh, I'm, I'm five eleven, and I want a guy that's six, four, because I want to feel strong. I mean, cause I want him to feel, I want to feel protected and all that kind of stuff. And then you realize that you can feel protected with a guy that's fucking five, eight, like in your real world life. I think that that's something, yeah. I think that's something that happens in practice in, in practicum all the time. So I think that in practicum, despite the fact that she can do that, but I think you're being overly literal. Like you're, I think you're over, you're, you're to use your phrasing, you're over indexing on the thing that the attraction metric represents. And I'm just using that as like a thing that kind of like holds it up. Attraction is not like a tick box calculation. This person is nice and they make this much amount of money and they fulfill this function. It's like, it's, it's subconscious responses to the idea of what various things represent. You know what I'm saying? A I fat think, ass no, but, or no, but here's my nice point. hands or whatever. My point yeah. is that if you actually leave it at subconscious responses to to things that actually like get you going, that we wouldn't be having these conversations. I think these conversations are only relevant when you okay. reduce it to a checkbox, right? For example, the girls that are five that are five disagree. No, the girls that are fucking go, four go ele- the girls that are four eleven that get online and say they only want to date six foot four people okay. because you because you do this right here, they have a, they actually have a real attraction to their baby's daddy that is fucking five yeah. nine and that works for them, right? So the only time this actually comes up is when you reduce it to a checkbox, right? If you actually go on what you feel and all this kind of stuff, most of these conversations are actually irrelevant. Okay. Let me let me then let me dive back because I think we're 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 responding to like podcast clips instead of like the the streets. And I'm saying in the streets, people aren't going, I would never date a man under six two. They're just their dating preferences are reflected in their behavior towards taller men. And I think that's how preferences actually bear out. So and I think that's fine. Like, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to say my no. deal breakers. I would never do this. You go, I respond to a this type of. Body. No, but that but that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying that in the actual streets, women aren't responding to those men. Right. Because, for example, very few men are six, four. They're responding and falling for men that are fucking five, nine. So I'm saying that, like, if you don't not, reduce wait, it to a tick not. box, your response, what you're responding to is typically going to be somebody that's shorter. For example, you can apply that same logic to anything that you name, right? Like, like yeah. if I'm checking a box, you know, it's going to be like Eddie may say like, oh, I like a fat ass, right? Eddie, everybody that has like major heart flutter has not had a fat ass. So if you're, resp- if you're responding to what you actually it's, like job with in the streets, it's not going to be these tick box things. Like that's the point I'm making. Like when you reduce it to a okay. tick box is when you get shit. Like she can't well, bench press no, more than me. No, no. But see, this, this is what I'm still saying is that it, you're still viewing it as only a deal breaker as opposed to a preference. Which, to be fair, I have it has been framed as that. So it's not not faulting you for responding to it that way. But what I'm saying is 
when it comes to a preference, you can't just say, hey, there are people who don't, who opportunistically operate outside of this preference. Therefore, the preference doesn't fucking exist. Yes, there are fewer tall men, but tall men in general are viewed as more attractive and have better like dating options in general. It doesn't mean that everybody who's not tall doesn't have any fucking options, but it doesn't mean that the preference doesn't exist. So like if all women bench press more than men, we'd still fuck, obviously. But in a situation where there's a choice between those two, there's a preference in one direction that might be very, very strong. Like, what are we what are we talking about? Yeah, but so so one to your point, that's not how the question was framed. The question was framed was would you yeah, date that? Oh, so and like, do yeah. you think other people should do that? So that's what I answered. That's one. Two, even even still, I think that you have to bring into the practical the practical aspect of it, right? So if like if this doesn't practically matter, then it, it kind of the preference kind of doesn't matter, right? Like I could I could say my preference is fucking. What do you mean? I could say my preference is Beyonce. Does that matter? Uh, there aren't Beyonces walking down the street, so the preference is moved. It, it, it no, it matters in a couple. It matters in a couple ways. No, First of all, in my opinion, it doesn't. Beyonces in the street. There, there are not. No, there are no, not. Every, every, everybody, everybody that fucking says that shows me somebody. Like, show me, show me somebody that you think looks like Beyonce, Please. and I will, and I will fucking eat my words. Please. You do not know anybody that looks like fucking Beyonce. Wait, wait, okay, when I, when you say looks like Beyonce or is equally attractive to Beyonce. I mean that's 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 so one so one I would I would say no I know that you don't I know that you have like your opinion on that for example I don't think Rihanna's particularly like mind blowingly attractive and you think she is so that's a that's a difference of opinion okay like I like I I can I can walk out the street and find five people that I think are more attractive than Rihanna physically um so okay okay so now we're talking first thing exactly exactly yeah to to answer your question in the scope of your question there are people who are attractive the way Beyonce is attractive on the streets like to where because Beyonce isn't even necessarily like between Beyonce and Rihanna I would choose Rihanna but like there are women who look good in the way that Beyonce specifically looks good yo but but again you see you see you see you see what you did there that actually supports my point that's what I'm that's what I'm saying right so you don't have to have this check this checkbox of things right if it's like if it's an if it's an if it's an amalgam if it's an amalgam of attraction if it's an amalgam of things that do it that's a different that's a different point yeah, but I'm just letting you know that you. I'm just letting you know that you're on the board. I'm just letting you know that you're on the boat, man. Like you're you're supporting what I'm saying. No, no, no. Yeah, you, you literally are. You literally oh. just said it. You literally just said it. No, what, no, no, what the point that you just, the point that you just made supporting the prior point. I'm not saying it's pedal. the same point. I'm not saying it's the same point. I'm saying that what you just said supports the prior point. No, how did I how did I prove you right by proving you wrong? You you said that your preference for Beyonce doesn't matter because there aren't. And then I said, oh, but there are women who are like. Let's so just, uh, so one one I one I disagree with that premise. One I disagree with that premise, yeah. but you know. Let's just cuz that's what we were arguing about. Let me just go back to the original shit cuz this part isn't that particularly interesting. So, I think that it do, like those kinds of preferences do impact if there are approximations or things going closer to that direction, right? If your preference is Beyonce and you have a whole bunch of different types of women, it's likely that you're going to if you have the option, choose women who are closer to whatever that preference is. One Two, if you're not attractive in a way that allows you to ha- even have access to those women, then it's going to mean that within whatever category you do prefer, there's an increased likelihood, not a certainty, but an increased likelihood that you're going to move kind of weird towards those people if you're dating people who do not fit within your preference. It's not 100% of the time, but 100% people, when people are dating people who aren't their preference because they don't have the option to date their preference, they oftentimes treat those people you know, I, five, I, 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 dis- I disagree and i'm throwing stuff out there mostly for shock value in a classic eddie budden like kind of playlist but the perfect hey. example of that is actually okay. again it's fucking male height right so like women are not treating like they're five foot nine like niggas like universally bad because they all prefer fucking six i didn't four say niggas. universally bad or worse bad. or worse they're not treating them 10 okay. percent worse okay. they're not treating them they're not treating okay. them five percent okay. worse they're like i love this i love this little this little short nigga like that's my nigga i love him uh, uh, I think because the thing is, I'm saying that there are, mm, you know what, conceded. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. I agree with that. But I think that it's still you still err towards the side of the thing that you prefer. Now, everybody, everybody is limited. Everybody's preferences are limited by their options. You can have any preference in the fucking world. But your options is going to make a difference. So back to this conversation, sh- is it okay to have those preferences? Is there anything wrong with it? I'm not even sure. We've kind of maybe lost the thread because how is that related? Hey, man, you took it down this path, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, 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 hey, look, I forgot to put the breadcrumbs down. Then follow it back, Hansel. I'll walk with you. All I'm saying. I'll be yeah, your Gretel. Okay. I'll be your Gretel. 
on 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 oh, thank you very much you know what i'm saying um all i'm saying is when it comes to a preference like height it's okay to say that this would be my preference and if you have the option to choose or not choose that thing it's also fine to choose your preference most people don't choose their preference because they can't choose their preference because it's not available to them or not available to them in the quantity or with the other traits that they want in order to achieve it so yeah of course everybody wants to be a millionaire almost no one is everybody wants to own a fucking i don't know whatever the fuck a yacht or whatever they don't so saying oh women do date and love short men doesn't mean that the preference doesn't exist it's, it's like saying fat phobia doesn't exist because men no date i'm 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 sure the preference exists i'm sure the preference exists i'm just saying that the preference is is largely moot like i don't like i don't give a shit you know what i mean like it's like it's like it, i'm not saying i'm not saying you should i'm not saying you should give a shit because i don't even think that's what this conversation is about the conversation is about whether or not it's okay to have that preference. yeah the, uh, and again and again like when i when i say i don't give a shit what i'm saying is like i think it's a uh, that's basically my colloquialism for saying that i think it's a moot conversation like to even have a conversation about those type of preferences like to the fact that like to to your point right it's like who you like who does it like you can have the preference all you want cool like have your little chat box like have your little chat box like sat away or whatever whatever and like no, but at I the end but at the end of the day like if there's somebody that you like that bench presses more than you like that bench press shit is going to go out the window just like height goes out the window just like xyz checkbox item mm -hmm. list goes out the window because ultimately attraction, attraction is a much more like diversified nuanced situation than it is to these like individual check the box items that like we put down and trust me saying that somebody is xyz height or that saying somebody can't bench press xyz pounds is 100 percent just check the box water no but we're talking about necessary versus sufficient conditions like it's not saying the only metric that you know about this person is how much she bench pressed or how tall he is. It's Which is saying, why I put it in the context of a checkbox. You can you can put that on any put it put put that as any list on any checkbox item that you have. Like no, everything if, is if more I, everything is more nuanced. Between than that. two women that I both like equally and one benches <laughs> fucking you know, uh, one and a half times what I bench, I'm probably choosing the other one if I'm being honest. Now, obviously, if everything about her is amazing. I, look, if everything about her is amazing and she bench presses more than me, I'm probably just going to start hitting the gym. Now, if she bench presses so much that I don't think I can ever meet her, I don't know if I could do it. If she bench presses 300 pounds and you like everything about benches, her, you is not going yeah. to the gym, nigga. You're going to be like, okay, cool. That's my baby. 100%. I don't know, man. You're going to no, be look, like, it's cool. You, look, that's, I, that's my baby. No, no, I love I love it. Look, if I love, <laughs> if I love everything about, like, if she's literally perfect, then fine. If, if she, you, I, I, I'll put, give you, I'll give you a figure. Put every, you can put I'll give you a figure. If she was a fucking war criminal and if she's fucking eighty five percent, if she's fucking eighty percent, and she like bench presses three hundred pounds, and it's like that eighty percent, I think has to index on certain things. But if she's like eighty percent of the list, you're gonna be like, "That is my baby." I don't even care. Nah, we're going I think, to we're going to wine, we're going to wine and nah. cheese parties, and I'm just packing. You know, that'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, ho <laughs> she, I'm holding she the jars for me. I'm holding the knife, and she's ah. opening the jars. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She lifts me up by the waist to, to pick shit up on the on the top shelf. No, I, I honestly think, no, I think, I think over time, it's kind of be kind of lit, actually. Maybe I think over time, it would get. And also, the physique matters as well. If I'm if I'm thinking about me personally, I think over time it would. I could I could see it causing problems that make me lose attraction or or not feel like or not feel attractive which is basically the same thing or equally a problem so uh 85 because it's a it's a lot of it's, it's it's plenty of women who are probably at 85 percent of what i'm interested in and who and who maybe would be interested in me so 85 is probably not high enough. i don't know man i feel like you picky as shit man yeah i don't feel like it's that many that's hitting 85 percent it's hitting 85 yeah okay oh, yeah. i feel like it's probably a lot yeah. hitting 65 i feel like that's probably like a yeah 65 yeah okay yeah maybe maybe i feel like it's a lot of also i don't really range. have like a lot of expectations i don't have i don't have a lot of expectations it's more like for me it's more like do you cross a minimum threshold rather than do you like stack up all possible points if that makes sense so it's like minimum viable pussy and then from there we build like a loving relationship it's kind of how the whole is how i structure it if that makes sense yeah. so like if she has if she if she crosses that like you know 50% line then it's like we can we can build a relationship out of it cuz i don't i don't think a relationship comes from like your perfect soulmate being the person that you start with i think it's more like a a commitment to commitment and then just like having the building blocks for like a decent relationship
Like, it, it, I think any two people who are reasonably compatible and who are interested in having a loving relationship can build one, is kind of my view. That's fair. And if she can bench press that much, she's doing too much of the building. You know what I'm saying? She's lifting up bricks and stuff. You know what I mean? She's doing all the shoveling. That's boulders. just, I, I wouldn't feel like I could, boulders and shit. I, I couldn't feel like I would be really contributing. You know what I'm saying? She's doing too much heavy lifting, is my point. So that's where I'm at. And with that being said, you know, if you find yourself switching up your behavior whenever there's a a member of any sex or gender that you're interested in um, infiltrating your friend group, um, you may be waving a red flag. However, if you're dealing with somebody in a particularly sensitive conversation about, uh, you know, the potential birth of a child and they're not being um, receptive to your emotional um, struggles and story, um, you know, you may be seeing a red flag. Um, this has been um, Waving the Red Flag podcast. Um, Alvin, um, Eddie Button, um, Josh, again, is... Um, you got to say your whole name if you're going to say my whole name. It's Alvin Luthor and Eddie Button. And this is Waving the Red Flag podcast, you know? So first of all, Rory and Maul don't, Rory and Maul don't say their full names in the podcast. But you're not Rory or Maul, my boy. We've already established you know that who, I am. You know who I you am, are. I am the Rory. You know Rory. who you are. I am the Rory. We know who you are. We know who you are. You're the, you're, the, you're the Man of Steel's greatest arch nemesis. We know what's up. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, um, you know, Josh is out, you know, doing real superhero stuff, making sure these kids are getting um, yes, on good his chest. bedtime yeah. stories. Um, <laughs> yeah. Josh, Josh being out reading bedtime <laughs> stories to kids actually is probably the most accurate shit. That's good. That's good. <laughs> you know, in a, in a deep baritone african-american voice yeah, sultry yeah yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah with the, with all the swagger of a of an adult african-american <laughs> but yeah make sure you check us out um spotify wherever podcasts are, are found um make sure you like subscribe make sure you check out the patreon make sure you become youtube members um what i miss I miss. I always miss something. Um, just to just to just to clean some of that up. So if you want the bonus content, if you want membership benefits, Spotify. You giving them. You giving them. You giving them too many options. Do you know they want the bonus content? Well, you just said a whole you bunch establishing of shit. Establishing the bonus content. Like nah, man. You just supposed to get all of it. You just supposed to get a, a you know a all taste of, of all of, of it. Boom. You just assume okay. they want it. Top us. That's yeah, why they're okay. here. Okay. Well, yeah. But but where do they go to get that? Because you just you just said the names of platforms. You didn't say what was over there. What, why to go, what it was. You just said Spotify. Look, man, do that. Look, Patreon, you, you already know what it is. Look, Memberships, do look, that too. Look, this is a grind set. This is a grind set podcast. I put the, I put the shit out there. They got to go get it. You know what I'm saying? They got to figure it out. For if you teach a man to fish, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you show him how to make his own YouTube channel and flip houses, then he'll be bankrupt by the end of the month. 100 percent that's real shit 100 i and love that's the start of the journey exactly right so this this podcast is basically us like making money showing you how to do stuff we've never done that's how you do it that's facts yeah that's facts we're gonna make a podcast about how to make a podcast <laughs> you gotta pay you gotta pay us to... oh shit okay that's it that's it that's it all right cool y'all be easy It's a red flag.